0: Time when the fun begins. You may, you may now have fun. Hi, I'm Phil.
1: Hi, I'm Jane. Hi, I'm Amanda. Hi, I'm Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was literally we... about to speak. I know, I'm
2: like, I'm said we're speak. We, we went, went anti clockwise <laughs> 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 We do, we do, no. and welcome to Organize Fun, the board game podcast, where this week we've been playing Pitch Storm. But as usual, business first, just have one bit of business. Got another listening territory. It's the people of Uzbekistan. Oh!
3: Ooh, Ooh, I love wow. that. I saw a really interesting person who visited Uzbekistan and they got their makeup done, nails done for really cheap, and it was beautiful. And they showed a lot of pottery and painting of the walls, and I was like, wow, now I really want to visit. So listen to Uzbekistan, we're coming to see. <laughs> <laughs> and and
2: yeah. to, to Uzbekistan, I'm gonna say salam! There oh, you go. Okay.
1: Please make sure you get your phone quota. As
2: I said, this time we have played Pitch Storm. Who's gonna read the box?
1: I will. <laughs> Okay, oh gosh, it's long. Okay. Pitch Storm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Jesus that's what, that's what the fish said to the frog, am I right? <laughs> hey, okay, okay. we work with what we got. Yeah. Pitch Storm is a party game that puts you in the position of an unprepared writer pitching movies to the world's best executive. The word worst is scribbled out when the word best. Right. Here's what your movie idea might look like, and it points at a card that says, A fraternity on the verge of suspension tries to escape. An island full of hungry dinosaurs. Okay. There's
4: just <laughs> I'd, one I'd problem. Would, yeah.
1: During each pitch, the executive gets to give really scribbled out terrible and thoughtful notes to every movie. <laughs> After everyone has pitched a movie, the executive decides which movie they want to make. Then the next person around the table gets to be the executive, and play continues until one of you is rich and famous. What a great idea. <laughs> For 3 to 12 players, 15 plus minutes, ages 14 plus, with the tagline, a party game of amazing movie ideas.
2: There we go. So, yeah, the outline, it's basically another one of these like Cards Against Humanity, you know, there's a judge, someone plays silly cards, but this has the added extra element of you have to sort of explain yourself. I guess kind of like Trial by Trolley that you had to explain. Mm. You know, it has that mm. explanation.
1: You've had us in element. a few explaining games now. I, know. <laughs> I feel
3: like Absolutely. this, the explaining had a lot more impact than Trial by Trolley. Mm-hmm. Yes. In this
2: game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, because with Trial by Trolley, as we discussed, a lot of the times our mind was made up straight away and the explanation didn't really have any impact. Yeah. Sign up today for your local phone patrol. Patrol. But yeah. Okay, so the first thing you do is you reveal, there's this deck of awards and you reveal that and that is the award of the film that you are trying to make. So we had lots of different ones, like at least historically accurate. (laughs) 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 And then based on that, there's a deck of plot cards and a deck of character cards and you get to choose from one one and the other one is played blind. So I guess my first question, how did you decide whether to take from the plot deck or the character deck?
1: I okay. depended on what the award was. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, where, like, I thought might help me more having choice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First time was random, but, yeah, after that, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I
2: need think about this one better. Yeah. yeah. I think I agree based on... Because, like, when we had, uh, what was it, least appropriate for Bible school or whatever it was, <laughs> I went for plot on that because I think, yeah. okay, there's got to... I need to choose something that's going to be see I wrote the character hmm. why?
1: because I was like I think whatever the plot is could be made inappropriate for bible school whereas I can have some control over who is the lead of my story fair enough <laughs> it's interesting that like it was however we were going to tell it so.
2: I chose my plot and then I was like well whatever the character turns out to be I will turn into Jesus <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the other one you just draw and you place face down to oh create gosh. a combo oh my gosh it's a blank
1: it's a plot uh, yeah, just to make your oh. own Vegas. oh my gosh oh that would be a
2: great card yeah that's there we a go. One. cool
0: without fun, there can be no
2: function this is going to be really quick to talk about because it's the same format as many games that we have played mm. the only other addition is that so when you're explaining your pitch the executive has these note cards these suggestions that they play on each person so cool but what if the villain was actually just oh that one doesn't work she's a, <laughs> a character from a another player's previously (laughs) pitched movie your movie features them as the grizzled we had those a couple
3: times so like incorporate Sarah's ducks or (laughs) you know what if this was all in a space station what if they're all aliens so it was kind of like throwing a wrench in the plot of whatever somebody was pitching
2: this one just says let's set this on the moon
3: (laughs) yeah which I thought was good because in addition to so you draw three from either plot or character and you choose one and then the other one as Phil was saying is blind, so as you turn it over you have to improvise, but then further the director makes you improvise again, so it makes it funny, whatever so I like that.
2: Did you when, because we all had a go at being the executive, didn't we? Yeah. We all were not. Did you put, how much thought did you put into which notes you gave to which person?
1: So I, I was going to say, I think I would have liked if it was the number of players plus two.
2: Uh, okay, so you so could have been to like, So we yeah. would
1: have had five to yeah. choose from, because when I first got mine, I was like, well this one's great and then like two were quite similar mm. and I was like I don't know like I mean I, I had to play them because there was no choicewise choice Whereas I think if I'd have had a choice between a few I could have like the similar ones wouldn't have felt as similar you know yeah, yeah. I
3: agree because one of the ones that I got was it has to be incorporate the last two and it was like okay so I have to leave that one for last so it kind of narrows yeah. it down so I did try and make them either the funniest or the more challenging what I thought would be the most interesting so I did try and choose them but sometimes the choices were limited because
0: if you could just like draw a hand of notes cards at the start of the game and they're the ones you're going to use oh true yeah yeah because
2: yeah, yeah. it was like one or two times when I was having one I was like okay like this just wouldn't fit with the story that you're pitching mm-hmm. and I know that's kind of the aim to like derail them and catch them off guard but I was thinking like this is just so contradictory or yeah, so you still want to
3: make it funny and yeah. fun and yeah like yeah, yeah, at yeah. the end of the day we're still friends right, <laughs> right? yeah well, <laughs> I know, like,
1: right to like? love guys. I love
2: you <laughs> Just for the listeners, this is the last babes episode. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, yeah, I think particularly because, like, the whole point, your plot, you have choice, right? Uh, or whatever. You three that you choose, and it's just because plot's in front of me, you have a bit of choice. And I think I'd have, like, a little bit more
2: choice with the notes if yeah. you're in that position. I agree. Fair enough, fair enough. The award that you are trying to compete to win, the most innovative reimagining of vampires.
1: It is a miserably Scottish duck and his three eccentric nephews who will do whatever it takes to become a world famous chef. So obviously in this scenario, the Scottish duck is trying to be the chef, but he has some vampire nephews. (laughs) And they live in Scotland in a castle because that feels like it's a thing in Scotland. And mm. he's trying to, you know, really make it in the chef world, but he's constantly being taken
2: away by his vampires that just want to suck blood. I'm just going to pause you there, Sarah. <laughs> Everyone loves dolphins. How can we get dolphins into this movie?
1: Yeah, so it's actually set in Loch Ness <laughs> and people come to Loch Ness for the chef and also to try and find Nessie, but they find dolphins instead in My. the lock and they don't get many clients because their nephews <laughs> kill them all the time because they're vampires I think it's actually a loch <laughs> loch <laughs> yeah loch um, yeah. <laughs> loch yeah. yeah, I'm done <laughs> I was you. waiting to see what was coming I, was like, I don't want to elaborate on this too much <laughs> yeah don't want to make it ridiculous yeah. <laughs>
2: We'll take you into consideration. Thank you. you. Amanda, what have you got for us today?
3: Yeah. Okay. So I have a trigger-happy police officer who is hunting these vampires, right? But it's really interesting because whilst they're trying to wipe the scourge of vampires off the face of the planet, they're also struggling to write the next great American novel (laughs) (laughs) about (laughs) vampire hunting and how it's not a genocide or anything like that. It's in fact, yeah.
2: I like it, but what if this was actually a kid-friendly spin-off of Sarah's vampire duck movie? Oh, yeah,
3: super easy. Because kids love police officers, even though they're all kind of evil. So we could make this Copaganda By making the police officer a duck, yeah. yeah, who's trying to write a children's novel about Loch Ness <laughs> while also hunting uh, vampires to make a really ratat- an interesting ratatouille-style
0: dish, <laughs> which may or may not involve blood of vampires. Cool. Thanks very
2: <laughs> much, Jane. What what we got?
0: Right. So my vampire movie basically is going to be all about an alien trying to learn about human sexuality, <laughs> and at the same time. He's racing to stop the detonation of a biological weapon in New York City. Shit. So obviously, like, I'm going to pitch the vampires as the ones who are in charge of the biological weapon and my alien is desperate trying to stop them. And in order to do so, he gets himself into the fraternity of vampires and starts <laughs> wooing them one by one to find out where the biological weapon is. I love it. And it's in their pants. But,
2: oh. <laughs> We kind of want this to be a crossover event with Sarah's Duck movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well obviously the hero carp duck is aiding the alien. He's, he's the one who met the alien when he landed and sort of persuaded him to continue his mission by infiltrating the fanmpi biological weapon w- ring. So he's the one who, he's, he's the one who the alien feeds back to right. Ships, gives him all his information
2: good okay thank you
0: in the ring <laughs> is what it could be called yeah I... <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm gonna give the award to Amanda for... <laughs>
3: <laughs> we are going for the most sexual tension oh Jane okay. Let's
0: hear it. Right. So, most sexual tension I believe can be created with the only girl in a male-dominated sport <laughs> who fights to stop an evil AI from destroying humanity. Because obviously, like, say for example, she's the only girl in a male hockey team, or ice hockey team, and they find out... <laughs> <laughs>
2: call us (laughs) yeah Yeah.
0: so they find Mm -hmm. out that the evil ai is infiltrating all human computer systems via sporting betting computers okay
3: yeah and what also if this kind of i noticed that you were stumbling quite a lot around around the concept of one girl and many men so this needs to feel a little bit more woke which is either something to do with social justice or insomnia awareness we aren't sure so so let's do both
0: okay so well part of the part of the problem is is that obviously all the men absolutely despise the fact that they have a female playing on their team and she's yeah. just like to show that the girls can do it the girls are as good as all the men so By it what do you mean exactly like like <laughs> as good as hockey but equally wooing all the men on the team <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right thank, thank you very much
2: Still? right i have an heiress with amnesia oh. and she discovers the mythical city of el dorado oh. <laughs> but the, the trouble is she discovers it and she forgets where it is Yeah. so she enlists the help of a handsome like you know explorer type you mm. know jungle hat you know yeah. kind of Manji type person and she's just trying to explain where this el dorado is she can't yeah. remember obviously they fall in love for each other but she keeps forgetting so every day it's kind of like 51st Dates. Yeah,
3: and what what if the whole plot was also centered around a huge chess tournament?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, because, right, the the male, the like the jungle explorer, is actually like second in line for the chess championship. So he has a second deadline. <laughs> you know, he has a deadline. He's like, fuck it, come on, love, we've got to find El Dorado before yeah. like next Thursday when the chess tournament is, mm. and that's why it's so tense and frustrating because she literally just fucking can't remember where it is. <laughs> And so he's got to find El Dorado before the chess tournament. Otherwise, he loses his shot at the title.
1: I get it, yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Sarah. Okay. So, I have a prince who's transformed into a frog and discovers an unlikely conspiracy that goes all the way to the top. Mm. So, I mean, the prince, he's obviously, like, seeking out... His princess. Yeah. But then he's turned into a frog and he realizes that that's actually where his true love is. It's actually another fish. So there's a <laughs> lot of like real sexual. <laughs> So while fish. he's like, oh, like different Another species, thing. that Where's is the where the special tension comes from. You know, you see them on screen, they're discussing things, they're talking, and you're like, oh my gosh, he's too neat to get it on. So while he's like, you know, discovering, trying to work out what's going on here, you're a fish, I'm a frog. Yeah. He's like goes down this whole well, he's gonna say fish hole rather than rabbit hole, yeah. And learns that there's a whole underground sea world yeah. that is like out to okay. stop their union.
3: In addition to this triple
1: <laughs> (laughs) x-rated bestiality film
3: what if we added a monster trying to kill the main characters in their dreams
1: yeah so i mean obviously a lot of the conspiracy comes to him in his dreams when he's asleep that's the only time that like these things happen really oh so while he's in his dreams and like he's like oh my gosh this is like what's happening the monster is trying to like stop him be like no because you're a prince and he's like no i'm in love with this fish yeah and i need to learn more about what's going on here and get to the bottom of this conspiracy
3: as interesting a choice as the fish was yes. I'm gonna go with with Phil just because yes. I really I
1: really
2: want that heiress to remember get richer and remember you know oh my gosh next award we're trying to get best use of a talking dog right Sarah talking dog movie pitch
1: okay so mine is an animation Please. to start with so it's an, ar- an arrogant emperor transformed into a llama
4: mm-hmm.
1: and he battles a mysterious monster that can take the form of anything it kills so once the which is the dog by the way the, uh, <laughs> the mysterious monster is actually a dog in this world mm-hmm. so the arrogant emperor once he turns a llama and he's like what am I doing in this new world? The animal world now and he's trying to get his way back to being an emperor
2: when he comes across this mysterious monster. All oh, sounds a bit sort of like namby pamby. Can we can we kill off like all the main characters in a really surprising twist? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so while he's a llama, the mysterious monster dog kills him and takes on the power that he had as an emperor, which gives him the ability to talk. Yeah. So that's how he becomes a talking dog. <laughs>
2: I get right, by mixing the... Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. by
1: mixing the goo. Cool. <laughs> Thank you.
3: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay, so I have a, a disgruntled wedding DJ who's taking a shortcut through a forest full of murderous hobos. But actually, this disgruntled wedding DJ is... he's. Imagining all of this, right? He's like completely fucked up on like mushrooms. He's drunk, whatever. So there's no murderous hobos. The dog, yeah, he's with him, but he's not actually talking. So this is sort of a, a revelation story, mm-hmm. a, a turning around your life kind of story. All these hobos are like, you know, it's not a word I would choose to use, but it's kind of a night before Christmas. What is that? The Dickens story where it's like, oh, this could be me. I need to turn my life around. And the dog is kind of his spirit guide.
2: I think we need more like star appeal can we cast like a really big star but then have them die in like the intro
3: yeah chris pratt yeah he's in everything you know yeah yeah yeah. and alternatively he could
0: be the voice of the dog
2: true yeah Yeah. Mm thank you thank you
0: yeah jane so yeah i've got the virgin mary and (laughs) she's attempted to escape from a remote island asylum (laughs) Kids. Obviously, she pitched it saying she was about to give birth to God's child, and everyone thought she was absolutely insane. Yeah. So, whilst she's at the asylum, she pitches up with someone who, in a like fly type scenario, accidentally manages to put human consciousness into a dog and gets locked up for obviously trying to publish his, his findings or whatever. So, they think he's also crazy. Mm. So,
2: do you know what? Like, we at the studio, we loved that Avengers movie. So, we want to turn this into a big crossover. Event maybe Oh, well,
0: I think this with. has got like Guardians of the Galaxy part, yeah. I don't know, four yeah, or five that. written all over it because you know, all the aliens and the talking dog can all come and release the Virgin Mary and uh, <laughs> the scientist from the asylum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see it now. <laughs> <laughs> Ship them off into deep space where they'll just fit in look beautifully with everyone else.
2: <laughs> Thank you. I, I hate to make this two sided, but I've got to go with a man. <laughs> Killing Chris Pratt.
3: <laughs> Once you said Guardians of the Galaxy, I thought it was going to be the Chris Pratt round,
2: to be honest. I know, it's
0: because you say Chris Pratt. That's the one that came in my head, yeah. Most creative death scenes.
3: Most creative death
0: scenes.
3: Chris Pratt, still on the table.
0: Jane. Right. Most creative death scene, Jane. Oh, i go to draw a random character card a second. Oh. oh. Yeah. So I have the world's most fuckable horse. <laughs>
3: Go Jack Horseman.
0: And he must escape from the dungeon cannibal. Dungeon of a cannibal quirky woman who doesn't believe in true love. (laughs) So yeah, this horse has been locked up because he is the world's most fuckable horse by this woman (laughs) who's just like, no, no, there is no such thing as true love. This cannot be possible. No one is in love with this horse. That is just not true. And at the same time, that's all she wants to do is kill the horse because she's in need of a good meal.
3: And how can we make this the next big pirate franchise? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: So the dungeon is obviously on a tropical island and it just so happens that Johnny Depp and all his mates just pitch up pitch up to port and then would guess out that this crazy mad woman who's just like no there is no such thing as true love she has this horse that everyone is in love with they love this horse she has him locked up and it's a race against the clock to release him before she cooks him I notice nobody dies in this most creative death scene <laughs> well obviously she's you know she's armed to the teeth and there's a lot of deaths in this dungeon <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: yeah
4: <laughs> Bill
2: right yeah. To this. Yeah. We've got two best friends who are in love with the same person. Yeah. And they are at the same time trying to free their family from an ancient curse. Oh my god. <laughs> so obviously we've got a one part sort of romance sort of love story thing but the other part think like Final Destination you know where everyone dies in a really stupid way. Yeah. This this ancient curse will literally like exploit each family member's like I don't know worst fear or whatever. So great aunt Edna whatever she's afraid of spiders so literally like spiders like erupt out of like a oh weeping sore on her chest. Yeah yeah. <laughs> and,
3: and, and what if the main character was just in one of those viral videos. So how could you work that into the plot?
2: Oh, okay. Well, so the going back to the romance angle. Yeah. So one of them tries to woo this person that they're both in love with by making a series of like viral love letter online li- video yeah, love yeah, yeah, video love.
4: <laughs>
2: love um, love letters. Video,
4: video, video love, <laughs> <laughs> video love uh,
2: letters. A <laughs> um cool. Uh-huh. <yeah. laughs> turns out though, if I may just spoil the ending, that Mm. the person that these two friends were in love with is actually the one that started the Ancient Curse, so there's that kind of third act twist of like, but I love you, Mm. but also you're the person that's like killed all my family, so like a bit of a dilemma there, what do I do? Uh, Okay, yeah. Yeah.
1: Sarah. Okay, so imagine the scenes, we have an aging couple and they're looking to reignite the spark in their marriage. Yeah, and so to do that, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) they realise that they need to look beyond their marriage. So they start a thruple with Chris Pratt. (laughs) Pratt. Yeah, yeah, and that's when they realise that their new boyfriend is a serial killer. Oh shit! So Chris Pratt Pratt, (laughs) Chris Pratt actually is just trying to murder them through the thruple. Yeah. So to begin with, it starts as quite like they think it's just part of the sexual games. Yeah. they just think it's part of like oh we're trying new things we're like experimenting oh he's just like cut me there that's awkward but like <laughs> okay yeah but okay, then it yeah, develops yeah. into a whole thing and then until they realize at the last minute oh my gosh he's trying to murder us because he's okay a serial killer. so we want to stay with with trends right so can
3: you make this movie a sort of a cross between <laughs> horse pirate
0: love dungeon Cannibal, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Horse Dungeon Pirate, right. And also Ancient TikTok
1: Triangle Love Curse. <laughs> of course. Yeah. This is obviously set in the world of the Pirate Dungeon. Yeah so obviously obviously, so they're like one of the other couples in the dungeon they've been put there for a long time yeah. they've been married for years they've been waiting to get out but they can't afford the solicitor fees that's why they're stuck there uh, yeah. so like that's when like the whole idea of like when you know Chris Pratt's character which is in Phil's movie as the one that's doing this ancient curse oh and he comes along and that's when it starts a journey of like oh my god entering the thruple you know what I love Chris Pratt's flexibility
4: is a real uh, flecks in the black
3: okay. <laughs> so Sarah
4: I, I got to give it to you. <laughs> thank you <Yeah.
3: laughs> the most exciting uh, depiction of tax law
4: <laughs> in, a, in a film uh
3: so i have a nice guy who always finishes last everyone's always on board with that right but to make it even more vulnerable for the audience they're hunting for the killer that murdered their family because the cops suspect this nice guy who finishes last and so in order to get their inheritance they have to find the killer so it's about kind of working you know around this to to force the cops to understand that they're not doing tax evasion in fact they're a victim of a horrible crime okay yeah so
1: everyone loves like musical movies right now there's a lot coming out Mm. so can you make this like a hip-hop musical just like Hamilton a hundred (laughs) percent yeah because taxes are something
3: like American history that everybody thinks that they know and everyone has to engage in but they don't really understand you know so I'm thinking lots of like hip hop jazz numbers about the taxation system yeah you know file your 401k do it are you gonna get locked away <laughs> yeah right and so on so I think that that would be easy and, and it could finish with a big ode to his family where also the killer and him have a duel you know just like in Hamilton yeah yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: thank you very much yeah and Jane <laughs> Right, so I have the most popular girl in school who resorts to can- cannibalism to survive being stranded in the wilderness. So That's it's- quite a theme. I know. <laughs> don't really quite are you, reckon, Jane? How yeah. are you Are you hungry? <laughs> <laughs> so what basically happens is this girl's like, she's the most popular girl in school. She's always been like amazing at everything she ever does all through her life. And she's like, sales for university, goes and works for this huge law firm. And she does a bit of travelling. And she discovers that so when she comes to the UK that actually uh, we did this really sensible thing where we put tax onto our stuff before we reach the till so it's not a mystery when you arrive at the till how much you're going to pay so she comes back to the States and she starts to, <laughs> she starts tightening this idea that oh, maybe we could change our tax laws to, to create make life a lot easier for ourselves
1: so, I, so our foreign markets love action and horror yeah so can you
0: add a bit more of those to your story <laughs> to the cannibalism <laughs> So what happens is, is she's on a flight up to, up to DC to try and pitch this to, to Congress and to, to all the lawmakers to try and get this federal tax law changed. <laughs> and what happens is, is that, you know, all her enemies, all the, all the accountants have found out that this is something that's likely to happen and they're not very happy about it. So they sabotage the plane and she ends up crashing in the wilderness. <laughs> and there's a bit of an alive situation where obviously all the passengers are stuck and they all end up having to decide who's going who's gonna to... Live or die. Love it. (laughs) So, yeah, the enemies of the
2: accountants.
1: (laughs) What a twist.
0: Thank you you. very much,
1: Jay and Phil.
2: Right, well, so I've got a bunch of kids in an iPhone sweatshop and they are fighting to save their brainwashed family from a deadly cult. So basically they are—they didn't want to be working in the iPhone sweatshop, obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> this was their like first attempt. It wasn't to, their like,
3: sweatshop of choice. No, yeah. it's
2: like, hey, if I work in your iPhone sweatshop, can you let my family go from this cult? <laughs> and it turns out, obviously, that n- no. And so the movie takes you through all these different ways. They try and like rescue their family, but how they get them is by tax at the end, because would you believe an iPhone sweatshop has some fairly large tax sort of evasion loophole sort of thing that they manage to exploit. And what they do is they pre-program an app in the iPhones and hope that when a police officer of the law tracks down one of these fake iPhone sweatshop jobbies, (laughs) they open it up, they see the app, and there's a little message saying, help, we're in a sweatshop, and my family's in a cult. Also, the tax is dodgy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can you please turn this into the next... Godzilla
2: reboot well yes of course so it turns out that this cult the the land of the cult is on the rift thing that Godzilla comes out of and when the police launch the attack like they fire a load of missiles and shit at the cult ground and that like opens the rift again and Godzilla comes out so it's like okay we've done this really good thing by stopping this cult but we've also re-released Godzilla so that like the third act of the movie is like dealing with (laughs) <laughs> but it turns out, out that Godzilla was not paying tax <laughs> <laughs> on the Rift. How's he
3: supposed to type? There's a
2: considerable like world entry tax that he has not been paying. So. Yeah.
3: I think um, the Rift is actually a very famous tax haven. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's a free port. <laughs> um,
1: thank you for all of your... However much I enjoyed Amanda having to rap in the moment, I'm going to we go with Phil. Hey. <laughs>
4: wow. So, uh, please um. edit out my
3: song. It was not worth it. <laughs> the next award is... The Kim
1: Jong Un Choice Award. Sarah? Okay. So, we have a disgraced ballerina. who has had to end her career prematurely. Uh-huh. She doesn't know what to do with herself. She has no choice but to turn to a life of crime to pay her rent. And so she ends up kidnapping Santa in order to understand
2: the joy of Christmas and the joy in her life again. Can I just pause you there? I mean, it sounds riveting, but can we Can we add some cancer? Cancer, like, of course. Wait, wait, wait. Don't make it a big deal. Like, We don't want this to be a downer. We just, just okay, chuck of some course. cancer in there. So, like,
1: one of the moments when Santa is trying to get himself freed from his kidnapping he mentions that he has cancer and she goes shut up bitch so like and that's <laughs> the end of any mention of it right, it's right, a brief yeah, yeah. like touch upon he's like let me go I need to like I've got cancer I need to finish sending presents to the one he's like shut up bitch yeah okay. so sorry what, what's her line again shut up bitch <laughs> yeah. okay. so then but by the third part of the movie because he's died from his cancer he's under because oh, he could They couldn't get treatment, you see, because she kidnapped him. She ends up having to, like, step in. I thought we only heard of it that once. Well, no, he he dies from it. So she ends up having to step in and take over the joy of Christmas to the world. This is the Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, she has to step in as Santa Claus. (laughs) And what it really is, is, like, a woman coming into her own role. And for years, that role has been cast by a man. Whereas now, it's a woman stepping in. (laughs) After kidnapping him in the first place and denying him his cancer treatment, (laughs) taking back her power. She's taking back her power and she's trying to get over her disgracing and the torture that she's done to Santa in the process, Mm. and that's how she discovers the drove Christmas again. It's called a a (laughs) detutuing.
2: Can I just have one final question? Why why would Kim on um, Kim Jong?
1: Oh the torture. There's a whole middle part <laughs> okay. of, of when she's kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. There is a series of torture elements okay, going yeah, yeah. on. Yeah, cool. just, you know? Okay. He tries to for, like ask for forgiveness, ask for to be freed, mm. you know, ask for his treatment, that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. She's having none of it. She's like, No, you need to suffer like I've suffered to be a disgraced ballerina. Okay. DC tuned. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you, Thanks. Amanda. What have you got for us?
4: Okay,
3: well, I'm Miss Universe five years running. Of course, <laughs> and she's being hunted by a murderous tiger, right? So we got everything yep. that that Kim Jun would like, you know, a beautiful, a beauty, yeah, and also a, a long running somebody who's held on to their power for five years running, yep. but being hunted by raw animal instinct, <laughs> also beautiful, yeah. So there's the threat of violence, but. Is it going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> Find out in the final act, <laughs> you know. And she's wearing secrets. <laughs> fabulous.
2: Brilliant. We've actually just scored a really big sponsorship deal with Pizza Hut. So yeah. can we make this about pizza saving the day? Like 100%. At the yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. So what, the way that she is able to by the way, escape in the end is she runs into a Pizza Hut. Yeah. And, and they're able to give her sucker in, in, in her time of need. And actually, it turns out that the the murderous tiger is was just hungry so Pizza Hut gives them some pepperoni some lovely toppings Excellent. for free two yep. for one yeah yep. yep. and they be they get employed as the new you know spokes tiger for, <laughs> for Pizza Hut and so they also don't have to go on a rampage and get the the second runner-up for Miss Universe on the run so it's Excellent. a it's a heartwarming pizza story love it yep. Love
2: it. yeah Jane
0: so I have the I mean this is like immediately how it's going to appeal to Kim Un is I have the high school's hottest mathlete <laughs> and they're haunted by the ghosts of all their oh. oh. so this mathlete has obviously come through life you know personifying the north korean personality traits of work hard <laughs> <laughs> well in school and but obviously along the way they they did not treat their girlfriends well and it comes to pass that like you know sort of 15 20 years after leaving school he's all of a sudden he's he's realizing he's alone he's really hot he's very good at counting, but he's all alone (laughs) in life and he starts to just get troubled by dreams every night, by all the girls that he kind of abandoned to be able to count well. Can I
2: just stop you there? What if all the characters were trapped in a blizzard?
0: It's a high school reunion in the middle of January in Buffalo. And they're all trapped in the... They're all trapped <laughs> in inside the...
3: Inside a buffalo. Inside
0: that. Buffalo. The city. <laughs> oh, New York State, <laughs> yeah. and they're all trapped there. Saturday night, they go in. It's all lovely, beautiful, and then whilst they're all enjoying the dance, and he's trying to avoid all his exes because he can't face the shame of how he treated them in the past. Someone goes to open the door to leave, and so everywhere can't go anywhere. It's just iced in, iced in, and they have to spend the night in the school discussing their past, confronting their shame. Can <laughs>
2: like it? I like it. I like it? I really think Kim Jong Un would appreciate the the work ethic <laughs> of the athletes. So I'm gonna <laughs> give it to Jane. <laughs> <laughs>
3: (laughs) (laughs) Worst movie to show in Bible school. So,
2: we've got a sentient sex robot trying to start the robot uprising. The end. (laughs) There's more. This sex robot falls in love with a dangerous bad boy. And that bad boy just happens to be the reincarnation of Judas Iscariot. The one who betrayed Jesus Christ. And you know, it's like a modern tale. You know, the same values that were that were good in the Bible now here, and this robot uprising wants to also overthrow the teachings of Jesus. And who better to to help with that than Judas? Judas,
0: right? Okay. And they right. succeed at um, the
2: end, and yeah.
0: The is, though, is that we've noticed at the moment that there's a huge market in in the arts, independent films. So uh-huh. could we possibly do it without
2: without dialogue? <laughs> yeah. Well, because the sex robot actually. Doesn't have a mouth. Well it has like a sex
0: just
4: a hole.
2: <laughs> so all of its like emotion are just conveyed by like by like on a little screen. Okay. Like mm. so you don't actually hear any any dialogue okay. there at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool.
0: Mm. And how how is that? How is she gonna convey your feelings to Judas?
2: She like displays some fairly raunchy sort of like <laughs> Symbols. Symbols.
3: The aubergine
2: emoji. Yeah. Over and over and over. (laughs) Aubergine, 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 donut, water (laughs) splash. Peach, winky face. Oh my god,
4: are
0: you reading my text?
2: Oh, and just, just to make sure we're hitting the demographic, you know, like, I don't know, devil. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, lovely. Great.
1: Thanks, Ira. So I have a creepy old priest who discovers a sexy genie in a lamp. Oh. So, <laughs> so creepy old priest. Obviously we've seen some creepy action coming from this priest during services Taking a bit too long with the wine and the bread at the altars and things like that and <laughs> So no action, we've just seen, there's been lingering thoughts of it But he obviously has desires that aren't being met So one night during a storm and he's in the chapel clearing out the you know clearing out the communion wine and stuff He comes across in <laughs> the back in the cupboard, this old lamp And he gives it a rub in a really creepy way <laughs> and out pops a very sexy genie obviously that looks like a young altar boy <laughs>
3: okay, yeah, but, um... altar boys are sexy to
1: you just... <laughs> no 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 to the old priest, <laughs> the old priest. So I was just going
3: to ask who's,
0: who's, who's cast as the, the genie but you Chris Pratt <laughs> oh no Chris Pratt's the old priest okay. <laughs> But yeah it's really great but could we also try and somehow get into it a positive message about cyberbullying
1: so once the sexy genie is out in the world out of his lamp he does enroll in the local school because like he's been trapped for so long his education's got really behind so when he's in school people are like who is that weird kid he's blue and they're like (laughs) so they there's a lot of cyberbullying online. And one of the things that, like, a positive message that comes out of that is that people start to understand, oh, wait, he's blue because he's magic. We shouldn't be bullying that. And that is a real universal message that I think audiences will relate to. I would Whilst stop also, also being molested by a creepy old priest. Okay, cool. All right, thank you, Amanda. <laughs> okay, I have the
3: world's most unsanitary pizza delivery boy enters a pact to lose their virginity on prom night. A, a classic high school film that could, therefore, be shown in Bible school to kind of be down with the kids. The problem here is it, it's teaching—it's modeling two bad behaviors. One is lack of showering. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, the second, obviously, is sex before marriage. And the third is pizza. Not having a, a, a home-cooked family meal with your straight parents <laughs> who love Jesus so, uh, uh, this conglomeration, I think, you know, it, it would do great at the box office, but terribly in, in Bible school. Okay,
0: yeah, but it's going to need at least three more car chases. Oh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean he's delivering pizza and he's on a fucking timer you know so he's he's speeding against deliveroo people on bikes on motorbikes (laughs) on those electric scooters oh my god they're mad there's some people who have their little things in containers but they can run don't don't tell me they can't so yeah they're they're chasing each other down and also he has to do all this get the pizzas delivered and get to the girl guy or non-binary person on prom night so there's a lot of cars and limos in the mix
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that the idea of Judas in a film. <laughs> oh, sorry, this person is young Judas. <laughs> I think you just getting swayed by the sexy robot is the thing that's going to make the uh, Bible school. <laughs> Kids.
2: <laughs> Kids. Thank you. to see it.
0: Most unexpected star
3: cameos. Nobody would suspect Chris Pratt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sarah.
3: Oh, it's me.
1: What, oh, my
2: God. What have you got for us today?
1: <laughs> so, I have Donald Trump, who goes undercover to infiltrate their favourite boy band. <laughs> <laughs> now. <laughs> Obviously, Donald Trump is known enough, but what people don't know about him is his love of 1990s boy bands. Excellent, yeah. Particularly like Boyzone and like that period of time, UK boy bands in particular. (laughs) It's a very little... This is more of a documentary. I'm pitching the documentary here. Now, you might think that, like, there's... So he's obviously, you know, he wants to go to the UK to get Boyzone, meet them all, and then reunite them so they can do a tour, so he can, like, go on the tour with them. However, he's going through federal charges at the minute, so he can't leave the what? country. It's the president. <laughs> and so one of the unexpected star cameos is... Oh, my gosh, her name's gone because I'm trying to improvise this moment. <laughs> The woman who died from the Supreme Court, what is her name? Oh, the woman who died. Oh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Thank you, Ruth. Ruth R-, 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 R. G. B. No, R. B. G. Oh, you R-, B-G. Know. R. B. G, thank you. R. B. G. has risen from the dead to oh. be like, yo, Donald, you can't leave the country. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, he can't. Can I,
2: can I just be honest with you? Yeah. <laughs> Like,
1: Never. We're, we're
2: making this for, like, sort of the late-night TV slot. We, we just want this movie to put people to sleep. Can we just make it, like, a bit more boring?
1: Yeah, so what happens is there's a lot of the trial court case between Donald Trump, right, yeah. and that, like, really goes on for the majority of the movie, because ultimately, until that is resolved... He cannot start his journey of reuniting Boyzone.
2: Brilliant. So... Okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: For their world tour.
2: Yeah. Amanda.
1: Yeah. So I have a child raised
3: by apes, has been a bridesmaid 50 times, is about to lose it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So... (laughs) Obviously, this is a classic chick flick <laughs> <laughs> a child raised by apes doesn't know how to behave in a wedding but by this point they're just like when's it gonna be my turn so they the the great cameo is that they're trying to seek some further clarification some love advice whatever and so they go to one of the apes that's raised them this child and it's Helen Mirren <laughs> playing the ape and everyone's just like she can do anything <laughs>
2: So, what if we added a yeah. hundred assassins trying to kill the main character?
3: Yeah. So in this 50th wedding, it's actually a friend of hers who's like staging the whole wedding in order right. to like get this kill, you know? So it's a fake wedding. So all of the guests are these assassins and it's like this crazy thing. So it's, thank God she saw Helen Mirren Ape in order to get some advice about love and things because she's able to suss out that this isn't true love and something deeper is afoot. <laughs> and she's able to kind of save herself but also warn her friend that brilliant. her her husband is plotting and he's not who he seems to be you know
0: yeah Perfect. all down to, to Helen Mirren. Again.
2: yeah I think yeah. I think that would be that would be brilliant yeah Jane my god okay
0: so I have a cowardly dog trying to protect their family oh. he's also chasing their crush with the help of the girl next door no oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this poor dog he keeps getting absolutely terrorized by the dog on the in in the house next door oh. and all he wants to do is look after his family look after his family At the same time, he's madly in love with the really beautiful Labradoodle who's moved in with a new family next door.
3: Just by the Um, way, Sarah, take note. These two, this love story is about (laughs) dogs. They're from the same species.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah.
3: Just, just I, was saying, saying. <laughs> I thought what made mine more interesting was the mix of species. Um, yeah. I disagree. So I would just like to flag that part up. Sorry, Jane, please.
0: Yeah, continue. so so it's yeah. one of these, you know, kiddies like talking dog films, and which lends itself like absolutely beautifully to all the dogs being voiced by. You name them. Yeah, if you want it, you know, we're going to have the, the guild dog, y- I reckon. No, she-
3: you name them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: So I think the, the,
0: the girl dog next door, I think we're looking at like, you know, sort of a Julia Roberts or, or uh, maybe even like Jennifer Aniston someone like, you know, with a, with a mm. distinctive voice that everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, rooting for her to fall in love with someone. <laughs> 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 Finally I... settled down. <laughs>
2: we need more tornadoes
0: well obviously yeah. like the dog manages to sort of get over his fear of anyone and everything but by the tornado coming through and um, he manages to rescue the family and alert them to the tornado and the family next door to so the love of his life doesn't get killed or crushed in the in the aftermath but he chooses he chooses to not tell the scary dog next door that's been ruining his life and he manages to get his family to the shelter in time
2: <laughs> good good I'm gonna give it to Amanda for hello hello
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you've got to think of someone famous and then all of a sudden you can't think of anyone famous. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Chris
3: Pratt. <laughs> okay, we have best movie to watch drunk. Oh hey. my
0: God. My specialist subject. <laughs> <laughs> so my film's going to be all about a group of sentient toys separated from their child and they have to fight an evil race of shape shifting aliens. Oh my God. Because when you get home from the pub at night, you don't need anything that's really complicated. Mm. And so, you know, you're quite happy sitting there Watching Woody and Buzz, and you know, let's let's call it Toy Story. That, yes. <laughs> you know, we're going to call it Toy Story Five. Uh, what's happened is, is you know, they're all mm-hmm. quite happy. You know, they've been separated from their child. They've all, yeah. you know, they're, they're, their child's grown up. They're quite happy. So that's not really like part of the plot. It's just the fact that they're alone. Um, there's this race of shapeshifting aliens that actually happen to turn into toys. Okay, um, crazy thought.
3: Let's set this whole thing on an international space
0: station. Well. Well, that's really easy because <laughs> <laughs> people always bring toys there well yeah. you know the, yeah. it's part of the experiment to see how long <laughs> how long plastic lasts in space mm. and so they've been packaged up and sent off you know much like the dog and, and you know they've sent okay. dogs they've sent plants they've sent another that's they're just going to send a child's toy up into space and they just all manage to sort of get packaged together yeah. and they're up there and the international space station is you know gets taken over by this race of shifting aliens yeah. and they're that absolutely like absolutely zero plot apart from the fact that these toys trying to fight these aliens which is perfect for when you come home from the pub yeah i see it i can i can see it now i can see parts one through four very clearly (laughs) okay
3: phil
2: so i have three kids earning money for candy yeah must impress their fiance's family on a weekend
3: do all three kids have the same fiance
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, what it is, is a, like, Mm. a triple trip. Like, all the three families are getting together. So these three kids are, like, the best friends. Yeah. Like, from all the way from school.
0: They're still children, or? Mm, Kids, loosely, in, like,
2: American movie terms. So they're probably going to be played by, like, 30-something actors, actresses. But anyway, they all thought it'd be really cool, because they're, like, BFFs to, like, arrange their weddings for the same day. Mm. So their schedules are very much aligned in that way. And the only way they can buy candy to impress, the candy, right? The fiance's family really love candy, and so that's why they're trying to earn the the money to buy the candy.
4: Okay, because there's
2: so many people. What was the thing? Best movie to watch drunk? Yeah! (laughs) Um
3: And so what if the main character's best friend was a mysterious robotic butler? Well. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Because. Just wondering. Yeah. It's just, you know, the fact is that in this day and age, why can't one of the friends be a robotic butler? I mean, (laughs) like.
3: (laughs) What am I, a robotist? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely.
2: And the way that we're pitching this is that that's nothing out of the ordinary at all. Mm. So they just treat this butler like it's a regular friend, like just earning money candy, it's got a fiancé, it's got a family, yeah. etc. And I think that's what it's we'll really... an engaged really,
3: child.
4: Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> what will really
2: appeal to the drunk viewer. Okay. Because they will constantly be questioning, like, but has no one noticed that it's a robot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, it, it keeps them narratively hooked like, all the way through.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's... I'm confused. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay, Sarah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen. We have a canary living with a dangerous house cat. And huh? now... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that in itself is easy fodder yeah. for when you've come back from the pub and you just want to zone out, yeah. and it's quite easy, especially with a cat. Everyone loves a cat, we just all have living them. its life. Yeah. Yeah. But we're also trying to save their classmates from a super Bowl and on a class trip.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm.
3: now so th- is the canary trying to save their classmate
1: or is, so is the protagonist with the pets trying to save the classics? is made so it is an animation I'm going to put that out there now yeah. all the voice actors are from SNL oh okay, okay. <laughs> so like perfect Saturday night yeah fodder you've come home drunk and it's just all those American comedy actors voices yeah. in this animation yeah I noticed you didn't answer my question oh I'm, I'm getting it. Ed- <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the canary, yeah. so you know voiced yeah. by Pete Davidson is <laughs> <laughs> we remember another human <laughs> <laughs> goes to the canary school during the day right so that he's like that's ah. his school and his classmates are all the other canaries yeah <laughs> cringe but I've never heard of that before I'm so sorry yeah. I, well we don't talk about it in like the human world obviously yeah, because yeah. canary school is for the, the birds <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <and laughs> the super villain aka house cat which is played voiced by who oh Seth Rogen mm-hmm. good job um, so <laughs> Seth Rogen yeah. is the super villain house cat and they end up having to as a whole class of canaries try and stop the super villain from okay. taking over and what if we
3: set this in in the future were dipping dots. Well Yeah. <laughs> is the world's most valuable resource. We have a deal with dip and dots. So dip and dots was this really popular form of ice cream, which is tiny little dots of frozen ice cream, but you would have them on like a in a cup. But uh. it's like tiny ice creams, like in a mound. And what did you do? Just eat the dots? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. It was like very popular because you could get like Can you read the question like... again so I can work out <laughs> so I'm, always, I'm just just trying to figure out <laughs> what if we set this in a future where dipping Dots was the world's most valuable resource okay because we have a deal with dipping. Dots okay
1: I mean it's obviously the Canary's food right because they eat small amounts of things so yeah. for them that is their currency they have gone into the markets they have like stolen from the children in their neighbourhoods mm. all of this and that is how they like you know <laughs> do deals with each other yeah so Shit. that's one of this the is... things they learn what to do in Canary school <laughs> To be honest, all of these were fucking awful.
3: Oh, You're right. all dog shit. Even though you've all watched films drunk, how is this
1: the one that flummoxed you all? <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible show. Okay. Hey, I had the Saturday Night Live cast voicing this. i kind of. watched the yeah.
3: <laughs> Phil, what was yours again?
2: Um. Uh. No, no. You I think you'll find down. mine was... <laughs> This is the one. one? Oh no! Oh, okay.
0: The three kids? Oh, like those million
2: sweets, but ice cream. The ice cream. The three kids impressing the fiancés with. Oh yeah, I was there. Fiance. And
3: yeah. what was yours again?
2: Toy Story is base. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Easy for a drunk to follow. Easy for uh, yeah,
1: a joke. Yeah, I'm giving it to Jane. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Jane. And literally, as soon as I turned over that first card, I was like, and I knew what this was. I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> it's (laughs)
0: The most obvious religious message. There's a lot of religion involved. Because it's the funniest thing. Yeah, I suppose.
2: (laughs) Prepare to have your sandals blown off. We have an over-eager sponge that lives at the bottom of the sea. Lovely. Battles an ancient and dangerous witch. And I think we can all immediately appreciate the struggle between light and dark here, good and evil. Anyway, this battle rages on and on and on. Dangerous witch keeps, like, tempting people, becoming a snake, making them eat apples and shit that they're not supposed to eat. It's really, really bad shit. And so the sponge realises that, hang on, I can't win this battle. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send my only son to die for the sins of everyone else. And the witch will be so fucking impressed by that. She'll just be like, you know what? Fuck it. Wow, that is dedicated. Just, you've done that excuse me you're not the director just,
3: just quick question though <laughs> <laughs> what is the son of a sponge just wondering
2: just well it's, it's just another sponge <laughs> it's <laughs> smaller that's,
0: a, that's great it's great But so we've been given a grant we can film this a mm. whole movie at the North Pole
2: oh brilliant mm. yeah well so the North Pole actually isn't land it's sea yeah, and so that's, frozen where, frozen the s- sponge, <laughs> that's where the sponge that's where the topic. sponge lives <laughs> Yeah, it's an ancient ice witch. He lives in an iceberg
1: under the sea.
0: (laughs) SpongeBob, Jesus.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, basically Sponge Jesus. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. Thanks, Sarah.
1: Love thy (laughs) neighbour. Do not kill. (laughs) These core messages run throughout. (laughs) About a donkey in love with a dragon. (laughs) fighting a giant alien literally trying to eat the world okay I'm I'm riveted
0: gluttony is wrong (laughs) preach
4: amen <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: but what about if we replace the love interest with Obama because he's looking A to what? get what about if we replace the love interest with Obama Obama. Obama I thought said Obama Obama, <laughs> Obama. He, he's looking to get into
1: acting so the donkey is in love with Obama okay and they <laughs> unite to save the country and the world against the alien that's trying to eat the world with the message of do not <laughs> Gluttony <laughs> is wrong. But it's also learning to love the alien as our own, okay? <laughs> like, love the, these other species in the same love that the donkey and Obama have. Love the world. <laughs> There's such a thread of bestiality. Right <laughs>
4: <now>. <laughs> well, I'm
3: just doing what the cards deal me. okay uh, You choose. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks, Amanda. Okay. <laughs> so I have a magical young boy that refuses to grow up, <laughs> like Jesus, <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> who's
3: attempting to live a normal life while fighting crime in New York City. So I'm having this as like a modern retelling of the Bible, right? So yeah. he's fighting evil. We're placing. <laughs> him as this like Jesus character in New York which is like a city of sin right so he's going out it's like this vigilante thing but he's like gathering people close to him so it's kind of like this like marvel kind of crossover but he's doing this on the basis of like religious understanding think of all the good in people underneath all of like the grime the wearing black the red lipstick the smoking
0: (laughs) right okay Mm. but how can we add one more piranha swarm
3: yeah so in New York the subways are always flooding right it's fucking disgusting we see diapers we see cigarettes we see piranhas fuck it yeah so I think really in this modern we have all these kind of like modern retellings of I don't know like Good Omens was a good one where we had this kind of like biblical story I think this could be the next big thing with a religious message that's relatable to people and people who like piranhas okay Mm -hmm. Mm
0: mm-hmm Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, piranhas could be like the like the snake in the Garden of Eden, okay. but it's like,
0: ooh, they're swimming in the subway. Yeah! You know? I'm going to have to go with Phil because I just think the cartoon, the cartoon imagery is the one that works best on people who are looking for a remote religious image. We do not need to tempt them with how the other half live in New York. Jesus Harry Potter! <laughs> They don't need to see the fun times. Well,
3: well done, Phil.
0: Thank you.
3: I think I was robbed. But, uh, I think I was robbed.
1: I'm yeah. sorry. A donkey and a barman?
3: Love thy neighbor. A donkey and a barman?
2: What? <laughs> i got to the end of my notes there. I've just written, I've just written shall we frag? Is there anything else they want to desperately talk about before we no, dish out some food? I it'll all come out in the
1: frag.
2: It will. Look what I found. Ooh, oh. I found the frag cards. Where were they? they? I'd left them in the Theseus box. Oh.
1: oh. Is that the last game you Is played? Is that the last game?
2: The mercenaries yeah. and the scientists never and the... It. Yeah, no,
1: you have. <laughs> have
2: I? Yeah. You were the scientists, remember on that no. space station. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, what was oh it? you. you kept Car. Classic yeah. scientist. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> Okay, Sarah starts. Oh, no, should we go anti-clockwise today? As oh, yeah, can you deal okay. with that?
1: Oh, no, I feel like we should go clockwise to mess
0: up the anti-clockwise <laughs> stuff. But no, <laughs> so <laughs> it's fine. You know he's going to go back in
2: It's fine,
4: I should
0: say we've moved the table. <laughs> um, That's what confused me. <laughs>
1: Which we still really, in the same position. Yeah.
3: Like, the table's just... Like, I really like this table position. Yeah. It's
2: better, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah but we've still sat, as Sarah said, in the same <laughs> position. <laughs> <laughs> and we've gone anti-clockwise once and now everything's all
2: fucked up. Jane do you want to start us <laughs> off with fun?
0: Fun <laughs> I'm gonna say four mainly because I struggle with the pressure of having to think of something on the spirit of the moment and then the added pressure of whilst you're waffling away whatever bullshit to go with the cards you've been dealt you throw another spanner of the works and it's like yeah that's not that's not funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda? Also four.
3: Four for me. Fun, funny and I like that. I think that with more people, the same it could be even funnier. I like it played well with four. We were able to make each other laugh. Phil had a miniature go at me when I was inserting, but I think to make it funnier. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, four, fun. I've also gone four. Yeah, it's similar to both of the things mentioned. I've just thought one thing I think would have made it a little bit more maybe challenging, but also is if we'd have had a timer for yes. when you were yeah. pitching. Mm.
2: Do you know in the rules it does say like forty-five seconds. Like- Oh, does it? It's like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, if you'd have had like a minute time, like a little, I think like that, because that would have been like a, you got to get your points in really yeah. quick. Yeah. But it, it was sort of like, especially like towards the end, there were two that I got at the end and I was like, oh, I, like these are so different. I don't even know where to like <laughs> go with this. I needed a moment to just like, where do I even think? And knowing it's going to then get altered. So yeah, I've gone for, it was fun, but I think as well, once you've got like, without the, a, a restriction of time to pitch I just felt like I was going on and on right
2: <laughs> I felt more of a stress I also went for four and I know this is my fault for not implementing the timer <laughs> but there were a couple of rounds where like when you asked me and I just couldn't remember what my own <laughs> film was <laughs> because you get so into just listening to everyone else it's like actually I can't remember them all because you've
1: got your cards away too yeah. so I was like ah <laughs> Yeah. And there was a point where I was like I cannot remember what other people have said mm. right yeah. like I, it was when I was I was like and it's not that people told it but there was just so much detail to remember mm. because obviously we're trying to like set scene. and I kind of feel like when you're in a forced time limit it would make you just have the key points yeah, and then true. I'd be like okay that's what that was because I was like oh my gosh like what was that thing and who were they what was that dog <laughs> with and like, like, yeah Which one is so, choosing? so when you choose when I was having to choose who won I was like what do I remember <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah 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 cool 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 Amanda starts off with replay ability
3: Look, I'm between a three and a four. It's one of those games where it's, look, I'll go four. I think, yeah, you could. It's another one of those. Where I think it's a fun, like, warm-up game. Mm. It's not one that I would, like, reach for as part of the canon or whatever, but, like, it's always going to change depending on the combinations, depending on the people. Obviously,
1: you're not going to get the same over and over again. So, yeah, four. I've also gone for a four. There's still plenty of cards that we have not touched, mm. so that was good. I think, as well, if they were a little bit more shuffled mixed up, because we went for a period of like a lot of animation then a lot of superheroes yeah. <laughs> so like we were all kind of doing very similar yeah. things based on the cards we were getting so i feel like a little bit more there's the opportunity for more randomness and things that we've not even touched on i mean there's so many mm. awards we have not even looked at we've yeah. I, mean, I don't think we've even really barely touched like a third of any of yeah yeah no we've gone through like a fifth of the cards maybe yeah.
3: a sixth of them yeah
1: and i think as well like because there's so many it's kind of like cards There's so many options if you're playing this with different people. Yeah. They would have different ways of, even if similar cards came up, they'd have different ways of putting those together. Exactly.
2: I also went for four. Much the same reason. I think, you know, the awards deck is a lot smaller, but even if we had an award we'd already had before, the plots and the characters and the notes would be different and you would get completely different pitches. Yeah. I was just thinking in terms of, because, so obviously, there's the base set and then I've got some genre expansions. So the superhero, horror, date night. you did. <laughs> so, you know, uh, NC-17. That's called. why there's so
1: many cards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, how do they all and fit in here? But it horror. We?
2: Uh, it's called Creature Feature. The horror. Uh, yeah, you were the one that was always the cannibals.
1: Oh yeah,
4: <laughs> no,
2: I was,
1: yeah. Um, that was animation. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm trying to think, are there any, like, major genres? I felt like there were
3: lots of religious cards, to be honest. Yes. But I guess, because, again, it's quite American-centric, I think. So that's very, like,
1: ooh, let's talk about something taboo. Religion. Controversial.
2: Okay, yeah. There's a lot of
1: date night cards. I had loads of date night ones at the start.
2: Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, tons of cards. It's going to take you a good while to see all of them. And even when you have, the combinations will be different. People will be different. So
1: how many, just because I didn't know you had, did, bleh, I can't speak I did the exp- that's just what you want for a podcast someone that can't speak Added the expansions how many cards do you think you added through expansions like do you think you doubled it I'm just intrigued oh, if no, you so buy this as a base each expansion
2: has a hundred cards
1: oh my gosh right okay
2: and I've added oh. six <laughs>
1: <laughs> that
0: is why there's so yeah. many cards <laughs> yeah.
1: but if uh, you just to
0: buy the base so I'm assuming the blackers are the base because yeah. there's nothing written on them so we've got date night creature feature animation superhero. <laughs> So you like
2: this game? Yeah. Well, it was on, off, on the oh, website. You could were... buy the bundle for like much, much, much cheaper yeah. than buying oh, yeah, separately. Yeah.
0: they yeah. looking at me really thinking, why are they all different colours? I yeah. oh, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Four for twig. I was just like, let's play. <laughs> yeah. Bangle yeah. with Four as well. It's the same reasons. It's like infinite combinations of pitches. You know, yeah, there's not that many awards, but still, you'd have to really play for quite some time to get through all those awards. Yeah. So, yeah. Four.
2: Nice. S- Sarah. I'm going to go
0: with
1: five. I know. I've never seen a five from you on aesthetics, I don't think, ever. No. Well, the thing is, I was like, now I'm between four and five. And I was like, but what would I have changed? Probably not anything. I mean, the cards are really clear to read. They're very simple. I like that they join up. That's Mm. cute. It's a very simple game, and the cards fit it perfectly. They don't feel cheap. Like, they feel of good quality. Like They're easy to read, which is always a bonus. So, I mean, yeah, five. I'm surprised myself.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I went for four. I, just, I agree with literally everything you've said. It doesn't need to be anything fancier than just words. You know, the notes one have got like that sort of handwritten sort of look. The other ones have got like a typed, scripty sort of look. My beef is that if you're gonna offer all these expansions, you need to offer a box that can hold. <laughs> <you down. laughs> that's that's what's costing. box no it's only like, that and they all yeah. came in separate little boxes so there's no way to hold it all together uh. Uh.
0: maybe that'll come in time
2: maybe I wonder how popular it's going to be for
0: them to look at that and go oh actually maybe we need to add that I don't know I'm going to go with five because again there's nothing you can't improve anything on it it's absolutely fine you can read it or it was bothering me that the colours were weren't matching up but now I understand why because <laughs> the, the expansion packs are mixed in yeah boss just really simple to cards yeah five from me as well mate <laughs> like
3: they're they're just nice aren't they <laughs>
2: like, yeah. Yeah, oh it's me gameplay I'm gonna go for I mean again there's nothing
3: <laughs> yeah like how do
2: you I'm gonna go for a five yeah like all the criticisms we had was just me not following the rules so oh, okay. I mean like if we played it as written we would have had a timer we would have yeah so five it's nice and simple there's no confusion yeah deal with it it yeah.
4: sounds too
0: yeah, it's fun. Fun. sorry sorry sorry. <laughs> sorry my fault yeah I'm gonna go with five this obviously, if you just took the original box with just the cards that came with it, you could just take it anywhere, you could sit on train, you could do whatever, so that makes it easy to play. There's nothing else to like right
3: there. I'm between a four and a five, and I'll I'll tell you why four. <laughs> I like Sarah's note about like getting multiple different notes at the start. Like I did feel quite constricted on that. And I like having one blind pull, but yeah, yeah I don't yeah, five. It's it's good. It plays really easily. We didn't have to learn any rules. It did feel bit I don't know how do you say it like what's the word for like based on something else? Derivative. Yes, exactly.
1: English teacher over there. The yeah, I thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this is gonna be controversial. I've gone for three. <gasps> oh, no. The yeah. f- Fuck.
2: Um, but I've based
1: it on Is how it we lost? just played. No, Is no, 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 no. no. It's because I've based it on what we've played. So that's why when you said, like, oh, if we were doing it, if I'd have followed the rules, it would have been different. So I probably would have scored higher. But based on what we've just done and how we played it, like I said, I think, like, the time of things and remembering things, I'd have liked a little bit more trust with the notes and stuff. And But I really did enjoy it. And I could I can think of friends already who I would love to play this with. Yeah. And would love it. So, and, like, like, give it to. Yeah. So I feel like it's a three for improvement. Yeah. Like, and that could happen. I might even make it if I was to play it I'd make it my own rule that you pick well, up well
0: thing we just already ignored the rules about the time there's so many notes cards there you could sort yourself out you could yeah. Say, exactly right. yeah mm. so
1: like I feel like the place I could improve that three could happen yeah but
0: I'm just going off what
1: we've played now
3: yeah yeah it's the same like with the trolley one where we're like oh we could easily fix this the next time we played. yeah it. Yeah.
2: yeah yeah cool well that gives it a overall frag of 17.25 damn that's really good that's really good yeah and of looking to you, but we're going the other way around. <laughs> Jean,
0: Are you okay, Phil? Is it oh, a win? Is it a win or not? In. Yeah, it's a win. Win. Win.
2: Win. Good. It's a win. That means it is some number <laughs> 126 to 41. Ooh. Yeah, get
3: fucking wrecked.
1: <laughs> in the Wait, we've had a hater, so we can't shout too much here. The one hit, no! We have almost made
4: it!
2: Stop almost it!
1: It's only 24! Well, I didn't say what it was, but we have had a hater.
0: Oh so my much. god! <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Right.
2: I've been Phil. <laughs> I've
0: been Jane. I've been Amanda.
2: I've been Sarah. <laughs> and remember, non relinquim in Arca Apeculo. You can find us on Facebook at Audenite. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. You find us on Facebook at Organized Fun pod. You find us on X at Fun Organized. Thanks for listening. Bye, Ludophiles. Bye. Bye!
0: You know what you could have done? It's just ignore the fact that I did it wrong and re-edited it. Isn't oh, right? well, my <laughs> God. So much <laughs> extra editing. I nearly, so. when you said your name, nearly jumped
1: in before I <laughs> I was like, you just, you literally just gave me to it. I was about to divide across the
4: table. I was going to say, I can
2: handle going the other way around the table. But going across the table.
4: That. What <laughs> the hell? Now is the time, time when I we stop. Up. Good night. night.